Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Building Faith Podcast. I'm Richard Goff, Executive Pastor of Faith Community Church, and it's my joy to host this uh, conversation that we're having about our Building Faith Initiative. And uh, we are actually breaking new ground, and I don't mean that as a pun. We're breaking new ground today in this uh, edition of our Building Faith Podcast. We're actually going to have three guests uh, in studio with us. And so uh, to give everyone time to to chime in and, and weigh in on a really important matters regarding the Building Faith Initiative. This podcast is a little bit longer than usual, but I would encourage you to uh, to stay with it. It's a great uh, subject we're going to be discussing. Welcome to it, and uh, I hope you enjoy the time we spend together today. Well, I'm really excited. I've got in the Building Faith Studios three uh, ladies in the church, and I have to confess I'm a little intimidated. Um, and you know, once you find out who's in here, you'll understand exactly why I should be intimidated, knowing my place. So you might not hear much from me, which uh, I, hear, I can already hear the applause uh, to that line. But I'm really excited uh, to have in the studio today three ladies who are going to uh, help us think about building faith in a little bit of a different angle that you might not necessarily um, expect. So I'm just going to open up the floor and ask you ladies to introduce yourself, and maybe we'll start with you, Betty Ann. Well, hey, Richard. Thanks for having us. Um, I'm Betty Ann Horn, and uh, my husband Jeff and I have been at Faith now for 10 and a half years. Um, I currently am the administrative assistant here at Faith. Um, I've been doing that now for three and a half years. I think I just volunteered myself into that job. I just one day asked Shane, said, hey, I'm an empty nester. Do you need help with anything? And then it just kind of took off from there. So I um, officially am the administrative assistant. I work part-time here. Um, we have two children. Our uh, daughter, Lindsay, lives in Charles- Charleston, South Carolina, and our youngest Taylor is married to a really special girl who's actually here with us today, and so you'll get to hear more about Tiffany a little bit later. Just by the way, I want to clarify that administrative assistant is code for CEO, so <laughs> if anybody's wondering what actually Betty Ann does here, um, it's she runs the place, so let's just make sure everybody knows that, um, and we're grateful for it. All right, so Becky. Uh, my name is Becky Hembry, and uh, my husband's name is Bruce. We have been here at Faith for 22 years. I've seen um, remarkable growth, and by that I don't mean in numbers as much as um, in our hearts and our love for the Lord and uh, our love for his word and our love for Christ's church. And uh, we are so very grateful for that. We have five children. Our oldest one lives in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and he is part of Carrie Hardy's church, Twin City Bible Church, and growing up there with them. Uh, we have a daughter, Amy, who is ready to be married in a couple months. Super excited about that. We have a son, Brian. He's 22. He's a senior at Georgia Tech. And then we have a 19-year-old who's a freshman at Kennesaw State, and then we have a youngest is 17. He's a junior in high school. Um, we love Faith Community Church. My husband and I are involved with the hospitality and greeting. Um, we help with the counseling conference. I'm involved in counseling here, and I teach the high school girls a Bible study on Sunday mornings, and that's one of the greatest delights of my life. 
So you said 22 years? Yes. At faith? Mm-hmm. So were you I know you can't tell. I barely look 22. No, you don't. You don't. You don't, <laughs> you don't that's, why I'm, that's why I'm stunned. It's like, how could that be? But um, were you one of the founding families? We were, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, Seen a lot. It's been great. It's great. Mm-hmm. All right. And Tiffany. Well, well. <laughs> oh, my name is Tiffany Horn, former Teague, for those of you who know Joel and Kelly at the church. And we've been a part of faith since as far back as I can remember. Um, my dad came on staff early on when the church was starting. And so I've, faith is pretty much all I know. <laughs> um, very, very blessed. Um, to say that, but um, so I've kind of grown up in the church, and the Lord saved me in high school under the teaching here, and then I ended up meeting my husband, Taylor, um, in our college and career ministry at Faith, and we'll be married five years this year, which is crazy, and we also have a almost nine-month-old little girl, which is crazier, (laughs) Um, but we love Faith. We love being here. We've grown so much just personally and and our marriage and our parenting now, so we're just thankful to be able to serve. Five yeah. years. It's been yeah. five years. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I usually say that Great. when it comes to, like, how old the kids are, but I, that's, a, that's, I mean, I can remember the wedding. It's like, yeah. it goes back fast. Well, it's great. Well, okay, so here we are, and um, just really, I think it's, this is going to be hopefully a, an interesting and kind of a fun discussion that we're going to have today. Um, we're going to talk about maybe something that seems a little bit maybe mundane or, I don't know, inconsequential in certain ways. Although, I'm kind of catching myself as I'm saying that because I think I'm pretty safe at saying that most everybody I run into at Faith Community Church loves food. And so, (laughs) because of our love of food and because fellowship uh, in the body of Christ oftentimes is, I will say, not um, dependent upon food, but it's certainly enhanced by food, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, we're going to talk today about kitchen design, of all things. And really, as we've been doing in every one of these podcasts, we're trying to make sure that as a congregation, we're keeping uh, the ministries of the church at the forefront. Even though we are involved in a very significant building project, it's, it's requiring a lot of time and attention and focus. It's requiring the resources of the church. Um, there's a lot of focus that has to be placed on accomplishing a project like this. We want to make sure that our thinking is not uh, skewed in a direction that makes us overly focused on a physical structure and not focused enough on the ministries that that physical structure is intended to facilitate. And so um, we had a meeting several weeks ago around kitchen design, and as I listened to these ladies sort of talk about the process that they've gone through and, and, um, and, and what's informed that process for, for designing a kitchen for the new um, church facility, I was really, I was really encouraged and, and kind of inspired by uh, the thought and the heart that went into that. And so I thought it would be really, hopefully, um, encouraging to you as well to hear a little bit about that. So I'll start by asking Betty Ann to just get us started in our discussion about the process that you guys kind of went through to work your way into a kitchen design for the new facility. Sure. Well, I have a unique privilege because I'm here at the office to um, get to listen and hear how the process of design um, has come about. So um, I, I've been around and, you know, and heard when the architects come and, you know, they, the architects just kind of draw space for a kitchen. And um, um, so then now the ladies, okay, w- what do we need? 
so you can draw a generic kitchen, but every even every church even has their own in, um, specific use of a kitchen. So I said, let's get the ladies who use the kitchen in the uh, ministries that we have currently at our church. Let's get them involved. And so that's where um, Becky and Tiffany, who are very instrumental in when we have big events, conferences, the women's conference, the counseling conference, in utilizing the kitchen, let's think through what we use our kitchen for. Um, a lot of architects just think, oh, you're serving a Wednesday night meal. Well, our church doesn't do that. Right. So we don't need the things that a Wednesday night meal would include, um, would involve. We need other specific things. So that's one of the reasons why we got together and brought these ladies in to meet with the architects. So they could hear what are the specific things that we need our kitchen mm -hmm. to do. And so what all informed your thinking on that? I mean, obviously, you know, we've never had a facility like what we're planning to have. And so help me understand a little bit about, you know, what went into your thinking, how you kind of informed yourself on, you know, sort of looking into the future and, and really, um, in a sense, forecasting a little bit of, of what uh, the ministry could be and that, or the various ministries could be that might uh, have some dependency upon food preparation. Tiffany, why don't you talk about that? Because she's seen different kitchens, what they do and don't have, the facilities that we've used that mm -hmm. do and don't have. So why don't you talk about that? Yeah, I was talking to Taylor last night, and I was thinking about, you know, I think we all would say, oh, we wish we just had our own building. We wish we had this now. But I think it's been a blessing, like, being a mobile church now. So we know that we have a building, like a kitchen in mind, but having to be in different facilities that either have a kitchen or lack thereof, or you're in a closet pretty much. Um, it's been nice to see different layouts. So you can say, oh, I really like this about this kitchen and the counter space and the flow and uh, where things are located, you know, around the kitchen. Can you get a lot of people in the kitchen? Can you get two of us in the kitchen? Um, you know, how easily it is for a caterer to come in who has no idea what the space is going to look like. Um, so that's been like a huge thing, you know, going to different facilities, you kind of come out with a Pinterest board per se of different things that you like or that you don't like. So it's been really helpful. And just even with the caterer, we've been in mm -hmm. a building where we really do not have a kitchen and had caterers tell us they were not willing to come help us mm -hmm. because there was no place. We were putting a caterer in a classroom. Mm. And so we realized even if all we were using was a caterer, they still need a space where they can work and where they can serve us and mm -hmm. help us. Yeah. I know that, um, I don't know how early on in the process, but I, I do know that at some point in the process of thinking about a kitchen, um, there was discussion about keeping the kitchen at, at, a, at what's called a warming kitchen, right? So, which would be, maybe you could help me understand or help all of us understand, you know, when we think about a warming kitchen, what, what really are we talking about? And then let's talk about kind of where we ended up and maybe some of the rationale for ending up in the place that we did. I think as far as like a warming kitchen, I think it's not a, it's, you don't have adequate prep space. So you're not, you don't have an oven, you don't have where you're cooking or stovetop or things like that. Um, you're not able to produce, I'm thinking as far as like conferences, you're not able to prepare the food there. You're saying having a cater come in and then you're providing a spot for them to keep the, the items warm. And then you're going to turn around and serve it. So I think it's more of adequate space. And so. 
And we've also found out that um, it's easier and cost effective to be able to produce some of our food. Mm. So just like for the conference now, Tiffany's over the food and we have a caterer for some items, but Tiffany um, is able to make a lot of things herself. And so being able to do that helps us contain the cost. Um, so being able to have a kitchen where we can produce, um, create, make our own food right. is very helpful so that we're not having to completely 100% um, rely on a caterer. That's a good point. And connect that to ministry. Because yeah. when we think that way, we really are serving our people. Yeah. And we're using the money that they're giving us as wisely as we can. And the lower we can keep our costs, the more people we can serve. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's interesting because when you think about cost, I mean, in, in, a, in a design process, and even not just the design process, but what it's going to cost to build whatever it is right. you design. Mm -hmm. You know, when yeah. you think about, uh, we, we were, and let's talk, so we ended up not with a warming kitchen, but we ended up with a co full commercial kitchen, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's commercial grade kitchen. It's nice. It's <laughs> from the blueprint. It's really nice. Uh, I can just see the Horn family having their Thanksgiving meal in yeah. our lobby just so they can use the kitchen. Don't worry, people. I will monitor that, and that is not going to happen. Yeah. No. Um, the but we can come. But we did. We did make a transition from you know ideas and discussions about uh, a warming kitchen, which has limitations, but also is much much less expensive to construct and to outfit with equipment, right? And so on the front end, you're thinking about design and build and you're, you're calculating costs and you're thinking, well, you know, if we just stopped here at this level of kitchen, then we'd save this much money on the construction process. But what, what you're highlighting here is sort of the long-term play mm -hmm. and, and really the, the very real ministry implications for what we're talking about. So it's got really two sides to it that are, that are so important, I think, in, in the thinking, the ministry-minded thinking that is, is not so short-term fixated on how do we do this as cost-effectively as possible, but is trying to be a good steward, not just of the immediate dollars, but of the overall ministries of the church. Um, such that when we're thinking about actual costs in the long term, we can actually come out ahead if we continue to use the facility as we intend to do, Lord willing, for conference after conference after conference, right. adding on other possible you know ministry events that might you know utilize food service in some way. So I mean, I think I'm, that's really important. I think for us to highlight, and I'm grateful that 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 kind of thinking you know went into it. I mean, it, it, the tangible experience that you've had. And um, and even thinking about not just short term costs but long term costs um, as, as as in terms of ongoing ministry, it's really I think an important distinction. So you said it's really nice <laughs> this kitchen. I mean, I, I want to make sure that everybody understands when we say really nice, we're not talking about gold embossed, no, no. you know, hoods. It's close. Or, but, no. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but let's talk, let's talk about that. I mean, talk about talk about the the where we ended up in terms of layout. Talk about the things that you're kind of excited about. I mean, as someone, I mean, those of you that have been involved in in actual working, at, for example, at the church that we're using now for the uh, biblical counseling conference. Um, and comparing that to what Becky was talking about earlier, the very significant constraints we had at our former building, talk about what you're excited about in terms of what we're going to have ultimately. 
I'm excited for the counter space. The first thing I noticed in the in the blueprint was the amount of counter space and that the I guess you could say the clean side of the kitchen where you prep food, cook food is completely separated from the dirty work, like the dishwash room, the trash, all the trash is on one side. So just looking at it from, I guess, an aerial view perspective, it there's so much more flow um, and just a lot more space to work with. Yeah, I just remember so. the conversation that we had with the architect. That was a big part of it and trying to think through. I mean, I could kind of just see the wheels turning as you guys were talking. You're kind of imagining the work being done and saying, well, if this is there, then that's going to be a problem for this. And so I just think it's really, I'm just really grateful to, to know that that kind of um, tangible tactical kind of experience and, and thinking went into the design, even in terms of where it's laid out and the kind of counter space and where the counter space is for food prep versus, you know, cleanup and that kind of thing. Just really important. And, and even s- the heights of counters, yes. as we talked about, yeah. can we store things under? So we're trying to make the best use of the space that we have. Mm-hmm. And, and even electrical outlets, yeah. you yeah. know, stuff, maybe a table that might be floating in the middle of the room, but if you wanted to put a mixer or something there, where would you put an electrical outlet? So we really thought through, you know, the, the specific utilization of that space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So most, most of our experience, especially over the last few years, um, has been the Biblical Counseling Conference, although I guess you'd throw in, um, well, we've never, we've, that's really the main, main conference we've done, actual food prep of any kind. Most everywhere else it's been catered, right? Other conferences we've done, men's we've conferences. We've done it for the women's conference. But it was mostly catered because of the space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a small kitchen, mm-hmm. but it's very limited as mm-hmm. what we can do. In yeah. So thinking, thinking ahead about ministry opportunities going forward, I mean, what, what are some things that come to mind? I mean, I have some, some things on my mind, but I'm curious to know what, what you guys think about just having this kind of facility, this kind of kitchen facility, and what that will mean for actual ministry opportunities that um, either we've had to utilize on a very limited basis because we're using someone else's facility or by virtue of the constraints of our prior facility, we really couldn't do. What is that? What do you think about when you think about ministry opportunity? I think of even meetings that I'm thinking of you guys have here at the church offices and any time that that's revolving around food, we are paying for a caterer to come in and do it. And just even having, um, the seminary guys and their wives, mm. that would open up an avenue for us to have a dinner for them. Mm. Or the elders and their wives, we've not been able to do things like that on a smaller scale. Right. Anytime we do that, we are catering it. And we'll be able to do smaller, I say events, but events that we've never, we haven't, we've never been able to do things like that. Yeah. It's interesting when you think about planning for any kind of, um, ministry or ministry event of any kind, the first place you go is, is where and how mm-hmm. and what's, you know, what, what, are, what are the constraints or, or the benefits and options you have from a facility standpoint? And so it's almost like, I mean, it's almost, and this is the, really the case in, in a lot of areas, of course, for us, but especially in this particular discussion, it's, it's almost like we're going from a place of significant constraints to tremendous opportunity um, for, for ministry that we haven't even really been able to consider for a while because it's just not either from the standpoint of doing it would be too expensive because we, we have to outsource right. it in some way and pay for mm-hmm. it 
to be able to do that um, just in-house and to have our own space and adequate facilities to be able to do some really neat things. I think about, too, like the logistics, like how many trips, like with our cars taking stuff over to certain places mm. and then. Yeah, with the, the counseling. Prep, I was thinking yeah, about that. With the counseling the conference, just the, we're not even talking about even just the kitchen, but just the. I, it, supplies. Um, the slide. To get everything over there, it takes my car loaded twice. Hmm. Becky's with all the books that we take over, all the resources. And then Tiffany, she probably makes a couple of trips of stuff um, over to Northside Church where the counseling conference is. Um, We are so blessed to be able to use our facility. But then, you know, to do everything Mm -hmm. that we do to personalize it to our church, it's it's huge. Hmm. Um, Huge man hours. Um, to do that but so then just the ease that it will be to just mm-hmm. be able to so you know just tweak our own building just a little bit to get ready for the different conferences it's almost like I'm almost restricted in thinking about what we can do because we just haven't been able to, we haven't have our right. own for so long to even to think about that yeah we've been trained to think in terms of constraint mm-hmm. yes because right. yes. that's what we've right. been occupied I mean right. that's what we've been living under so uh, it's really going to be neat just really excited about it and I'm, we're in wedding season in our life right now, and just how many families over the years have been forced, for lack of a better term, to look elsewhere. Yeah. And it, it's not just an expense. It's not in your home. And now we're not only going to be able to have weddings but on a smaller scale, but we're going to be able to house a reception. Yeah. And there's going to be a kitchen to work out of. And we've we've never had that, and that's going to serve our families in, I think, unbelievable ways that we've just never even been able to think about yeah. until there, now. There's discussion right now about um, uh, other conferences that we might want to uh, begin to host and that kind of thing, and just really have just a more um, more broad outreach in the community mm-hmm. and yeah. um, and really be uh, kind of kind of steward the. The gifts of of ministry and teaching and instruction that that the Lord's raised up here to be able to to just um, do some really neat things, and I think that this kitchen's a part of it. And I, I I I'm not trying to overstate the point. I just think it's really important for all of us to realize that even when you start thinking about something as that can be as granular and almost in the minutia of things like how much counter space do you want to plan for, um, when you just take a few steps back and you start thinking about it from a little bit more of a big picture, and you really begin to think about ministry and the kingdom and the gospel and, and, um, and what, what this particular part of the facility, Lord willing, will help facilitate, it's, it's really exciting. I mean, it's just really exciting to think about, and I just, well, I hope... And, uh, one, one other thing, Richard, that just dawned on me, you think about how many times you're meeting someone for mm-hmm. coffee. Right, yeah. And so how many coffee, coffee. <laughs> so there's talk of having an official coffee shop. We're not exactly sure exactly how that's going to play out. But even if, if we know for sure, we will have a coffee pot. And so, you know, <laughs> at, the, at the very least, we will be serving coffee somehow, some way. But you think about how many times we're getting together to meet someone at a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And so now we can do that at our church, you know, for the, at the very least, we can brew a pot of coffee and say, just meet me at the church lobby and we'll get together and chat there. Yeah. And what a great ministry that will be. Yeah. And let me just put a personal plug in here. Betty and I, Betty Ann and I were talking this morning about 
women looking for resources. And we're like, we started talking about what it's going to be like to have the new church have the books displayed. So we are meeting this gal there. We're sitting in an, a book that we want to recommend them comes to mind, and it's sitting right there, not for free. But <laughs> the bookstore is going to be right there and available. So yeah. we spent talking about the kitchen. I think we spent most of the, oh, that's an exaggeration, half the time <laughs> talking about coffee mm-hmm. and yeah. how are we going to serve coffee. And that's a big thing. Yeah. And I think it's going to be exciting. I don't think yeah. we can even wrap our minds around what right. yeah. it's going to look like. Yeah. 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 Really exciting. Well, ladies, I just want to say once again, I'm so grateful. And I think I'm speaking on behalf of, of the entire congregation now that they've heard a little bit about the thinking and, and, and prayer and, and just the experience that's gone into this process, just how grateful we are that you, um, that you've engaged in this process the way you have, that you've, um, really thought about it from the standpoint of not just practical efficiency, which is important, but also um, effective ministry. And, um, and I, I just really am grateful for you taking the time to, to share with us today. Thanks for coming in. I know that having a microphone shoved in front of your face is not the most pleasant uh, thought for everyone. So I appreciate you being willing to do it. And, um, and what you've said has been very encouraging and hopefully helpful to everyone. So thank you. 